Hey everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini So This week, you just got me, and we are talking about a very hot topic in games, which you probably already noticed by the description, but we are going to talk about loot boxes today, and by we, I mean me, because I'm by myself today. So for those of you who have been, I don't know, living under a rock or not playing games, first of all, if you're not really playing games, or you're not interested in this, I don't know why you're listening. But anyway, for those of you that just want to hear me talk, which, <laughs> I get... Uh, we're talk talking about loot boxes. So, what are loot boxes in general? They are essentially, they're not downloadable content, but they're extra things you can pay for in games, and they give you some kind of other attribute or cosmetic or something. Basically, you give them money. You buy loot boxes, boxes in uh, the EA world. They're called packs because they're packs of cards. I'll, I'll get into that in a sec because I'm guilty of that. Is, yeah, a lot. So you pay for the money. You get this this loot box. You open the box, and then you get items or power-ups or other things like that. And the really, the really, really, really good ones that you really want have a low percentage of hitting because they're more rare. And the idea is you keep spending money, keep opening packs till you finally get what you want or something really cool. So I know what you're thinking. How is this not gambling? And that is a fantastic question. Because before I did any kind of research here or looked at anything, I was I was 100% in the camp that this was gambling. Now, I'm not so sure it is. There's definitely ethical questions, but so let's just let's drop let's let's get right into it. I play every year EA Sports NHL games. I love hockey. I love the hockey sims. One of, and I'm not going to get too nostalgic here, but when I first got a Sega Genesis, this was probably, fuck, 93, 94-ish. And uh, when I first got it, I didn't have any games. All I had was Sonic. So it came to the point where it was my birthday or a holiday or whatever, where my parents would actually buy me another game. And I was very excited about this because, you know, this, when you're a kid, I mean, if you're wealthy, sure, but for most families, you don't have all kinds of money to just spend on whatever new hotness game comes out whenever you feel like it. So we had to wait for our birthday or uh, I think I got one for Easter. So my birthday is in summer, so I'd get a summer one. I'd get a Christmas one, maybe an Easter one because my mom gave us Easter baskets and she felt bad for me. But outside of those three holidays, it was save up enough money to buy one, borrow it from a friend, or go to the rental store and get it for like 48 hours. So I've been playing Chell games since that Sega day. I bought it. It was right after uh, the Mighty Ducks came out, and I started getting into hockey. Before then, I knew it was a sport, and I knew people played it. And we played, like, floor hockey in gym class, but I didn't know anything about ice hockey, really. And I, I knew it was one of the four major sports, and I was getting into sports at that age. So I saw the Mighty Ducks, fell in love with hockey, have been in love with hockey ever since. And uh, one of the first games, like I was saying, for Sega I had was NHLPA Hockey 93, which, it, by the name you might be able to tell that they didn't actually have the licenses for the NHL teams. However, they did make a deal with the NHLPA, the Players Association. That's the Players Union. So they were able to use likenesses and NHL stars. And I mean, back then it was mostly just 8-bit. Like you didn't, you had some guys faster than others or had better shots or whatever, but you didn't have like pictures, real light, like real pictures of them. You didn't have uh, special likenesses or special moves or whatever. 
nowadays it's, it's getting to the point where you can see how a player carries himself on the ice, how they skate and how they move and their posture and all this stuff. It's being perfectly translated into the game. I'm a Rangers fan. I play the franchise as an Artemi, like as the Rangers. So Artemi Panarin, very specific style, and you can see it translate in the game. They do an amazing job. Anyway, I play a lot of chill. And uh, one of the game modes in the EA Sports games, uh, including FIFA, Madden, or NHL, is called Ultimate Team. Now, for Hut, it's called Hut in NHL, Hockey Ultimate Team, Football Ultimate Team, FUT, uh, Madden Ultimate Team, Mutt for them. Football is FIFA. So... Or FIFA Ultimate Team? I think it's called FIFA Ultimate Team. It doesn't matter. So the point is, you this this game mode, which is extremely popular these days, is kind of like a fantasy draft. What you do is you open the game for the first time, you jump into Mutt, and they give you what's called a starter pack. This I, The idea is you have a slew of low-level players. Usually, maybe you'll get lucky and get one or two. Maybe if you're Legacy and you've played last year's version, you might get another one. Maybe they'll get you some special pre-order pack, whatever. Usually you start with a base of players, and this, they're not very good. So you start at the bottom, you play games, you can either do challenges, you can play multiplayer online in seasons, you can do online head-to-head, whatever. The point is you earn more points, you buy more packs. Now, the point is to keep playing, get you playing, get that money or whatever point system they're using, and then spend it on packs. Now, if you want to shortcut all of this... You can spend real actual dollars, or whatever currency, and buy more packs. Usually these will have better players, better options. They do all kinds of like specialty and holiday and event stuff. So like All-Star Games or October was a Halloween one for a long time. It it's uh it's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts how many different cards they'll keep releasing over the season, which uh is very interesting because when you first start the game, you may have a player that's like an 88, and they're so expensive. They're like 50,000 or 100,000 coins in the game, and then by the time the game's run its course and it's close to the following year's release, you may see a player that's 88, and they're not even worth picking up. They're $3,000 or 3,000 points, whatever, and it's because so many other cards have flooded the system of 90 or above that that 88 player is not looking too great anymore. You got to keep playing if you want to be good. You got to keep buying packs. So I am definitely guilty of doing this. I mean, I've spent, I, I don't, I don't want to know what I actually spent on this. Uh, probably every year, you know, I'll buy the special edition that gives me special packs. And then usually during the course of the year, I've been, I've been a lot better lately, but four or five years ago, I was probably spending in the neighborhood of four to 500 extra dollars buying packs and getting my team better. And uh, after three, four years in a row of getting that super sweet team and being really happy with what I was, I just stopped playing Hut. Like I, I got to the point where it was where I wanted it to be, so I stopped playing. So they also, this is this is kind of Mutt and is the Madden Ultimate Team, but the FIFA Ultimate Team, these all work the same. Same concept. You buy packs, you get players, spend real money, buy real packs. You can also do this in a lot of shooter games. You can buy loot boxes. Uh, I mean, famously, Team Fortress 2 and their fucking hats was a thing. Uh, lot, lots of games. Lots of shooters do it for cosmetic reasons or maybe gun skins or stuff like that. The point being is we've reached a, a medium now, an, an area with this kind of in a sweet spot where 
games will tell you the odds of your of getting something rare and they'll tell you basically what is in the pack and what you can get and there's there's it's very rare nowadays to have a game where you can spend real world money power up everything and dominate online multiplayer and basically that's called the pay to win scheme which isn't really a thing as much there are still a couple out there but people have been kind of rebelling against it so Let's talk about these loot boxes. I, I'm going to mostly reference Hut because that's what I'm most familiar with. But again, like I said, all kinds of platforms do these loot boxes thing. So the question is, are they gambling? Yes and no. Because, and we're going to get into some ethical things here too. Basically, the definition of gambling, and I'm paraphrasing obviously, I don't have the dictionary in front of me. But you need to make a wager. You need to put something on the line. You need to have an outcome or an event or something, a a situation, a, I don't know, a contest, whatever. You're betting that X is going to happen or X is going to not happen. You're, You're betting on that. And then if you hit, you return your money plus whatever the outcome of the bet is. And I'm not going to get into like sports gambling because that just gets fucking insane with money lines and stuff like that. But the idea is you put money on the line to make a wager. With loot boxes, you aren't exactly doing that. You are spending money in return for something. Now, is there a wager involved? I would say yeah, because you're wagering and playing the odds that you're going to get something cool. But it's not an all-or-nothing wager. You may spend five ex- five real dollars on a pack and hut for a 10% chance of getting a 90-plus player, and you don't. You get an 80-plus player. And it's like, well, I knew this was a possibility. I knew it could happen. I spent money, and I did receive something, but I didn't luck out and get the best possible version. So... That is, I mean, technically, it's you're gambling on the fact that you're going to get something really cool if you throw enough money at it, but you're not actually gambling. And now, this is such a, such a mess because it is a huge gray area because there are ethical implications here. You all know that a business exists to make money. They're not there to be your friend. They're not there to do the nice thing. They're not there to do the environmental or environmentally correct thing. And when they get big enough and they have more shareholders that they need to make happy, they're not there to do the ethical thing. So huge companies, and I'm picking on EA a lot, but this is this is prevalent with everybody. It's just EA's the the big one here. They make a lot of fucking money on these ultimate team situations. So which I mean at this point, like, why don't you just give the game out for free? I mean, what do I know? But they make a lot of money. Now, this also has a very interesting parallel because it's essentially like baseball cards, right? And as a society, we've accepted, or, you know, trading cards, whatever. We've accepted that there's a level of gambling with them as well. You're spending real money to complete your set or hope you get a very rare card that's worth a lot of money. And if you don't, you're like, well, I still, I spent my money and I got. So we as a society just agreed that this is okay. That this concept of, Buying a pack, not knowing what's in it, hoping for something great, not necessarily getting something great, but you get something. So you're, you're paying for the cards you're getting handed and the 
promise of something possibly amazing. And in reality, with baseball cards and trading cards, you could just say you wanted a very specific card. Say you wanted a Artemi Panarin rookie card. You could go on eBay. You could go to dealers. You could find it. You could go somewhere and spend just your money to get that specific thing you absolutely want. And technically, in Hut and Mutt, they have an auction house. So you can spend your fake coins to get one of these. Also, at this point, you can't specifically buy coins with real money. You can only buy a different kind of currency. I forget what they call it. But you, you, it's a different currency that you can only spend on packs. So you can't spend real money to get in-game currency to buy players on the auction market. You can only buy packs. Now, you could also argue that you could take those players you win, and no matter how good or bad they are, you can sell them in the auction house and get points, which is a whole other aspect of the game, which is nuts. But the point I'm getting at here is baseball cards are not considered gambling. This is essentially the same thing. And in fact, if you had to make a comparison between baseball cards and hut or mutt or digital stuff, baseball cards would be more gambling because if because you can take what you've gambled and you could turn around and sell it. Now, in the digital space, this is most mostly not a thing. You can do it from what I hear. I, I'm not very familiar with Steam. I don't PC game. And I, yeah, I don't know. But I don't PC game. And I know that in Steam, you could then turn around and sell your cosmetic stuff for real money, which is a huge, great, like, that's going to be shut down eventually. It just is, because it's too much like gambling. Now, there's also a big question of ethics here. The reason I bring that up is because these companies know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to lure you in using all kinds of addiction practices models, uh, the way the card is designed, the presentation of how it gets delivered, the menus and them showing you into the store to buy things. This is all the fact that when you buy, when you spend your money, you get some kind of fake currency. It's not real dollars. And it's always like really fucking weird. Like for HUT, you spend 20 American dollars and you get 2,100 points or whatever. And you use these points, which aren't real money but were obtained with real money to buy fake cards. And the idea is to mask it because if they just put the dollar value on how much a pack costs, you might second guess it. Uh, but if they mask it with it, there are all kinds of ethically questionable addiction model exploitations these companies are running. And I know I'm picking on EA a lot. There are plenty of other companies that do it. I don't want to just pick on them. They do deserve getting picked on, but a lot of companies do this. So, Again, it's it's a mess, but ethically, that's fucked up because you're having people put up real money and you're throwing every everything you possibly can at them to get them more addicted into spending more money, and this could be an issue for people who have gambling issues. I mean, maybe someone was into sports, they finally, gambling on sports, they finally got help. They went to Gamblers Anonymous. They, st I mean, we've seen this in movies, like where this person finally stops doing it after like bankrupting their family. I mean, this is the exact same thing. You could have someone lose everything because they had to get that super rare football player. Like it's, and where, at what point do ethics take over and a company says this has gone too far? 
Apparently never, because there's no sign of any of this slowing down. There have been some countries that have outlawed this because it is gambling and it's the addiction model. And in a lot of these games, these are aimed towards children, which is also pretty fucked up. But uh, companies don't care. They're they're in the game to make money. They usually play the card that, well, you're an adult, you have a bank account, it's your responsibility to know when to stop. And to a point, I do understand and I do respect that. And to most people, there's a line. They're like, I'll pay 20 bucks this year. That's all I'm doing. I'm buying a couple packs. It's what I'm investing. That's fucking it. And, the, and great. And, but there are people who are like, I'm going to buy a pack. And then, then, then I didn't get anything. All right, I'll do one more. Uh, nothing. All right, I'll do one more. Ah, I'm out of money. I've overdrawn. Okay, I'll wait till my paycheck comes in. The paycheck comes in. You start borrowing money. And all of a sudden, you're in the hole. Not even for like real gambling purposes. <laughs> you're in the hole for buying digital things. So it's a problem. It, it It's an ethical issue that companies have no problem exploiting because they they exist to make money. And this is a way for them to make a good amount of money. Now, in America, I'm speaking mostly as the perspective of someone in America who is an American. But uh, usually with technology and stuff like that, our lawmakers are far, far, far behind. And this is an issue that could only really be solved via the federal government. Obviously, if you've been paying attention to anything going on in America at all in the last six years, 20 years, maybe, we have more important shit to deal with right now, and rightfully so. But uh, politicians pretty much in America only belong to the corporations, for the most part. Not all of them. There's a handful of good ones out there that actually exist to serve the people. But for the most part, they're paid for, bought, and owned by corporations. And they exist to vote in the interests of those corporations. That's just the reality of the situation. That is a... Reality that most people either are unaware of and or they accept. And that's a damn, damn shame because this country could be so much better. But I won't get into that. Why bother? Why bother? The point I'm getting at is that American politicians are slow to adapt and they're not going to do shit about this. Because at a state and local level, you might see people who are more affected by it, who have children who, you know, they left their credit card on the table and 20 minutes later they have $3,000 missing because their kid stole the card and made this happen. Now, the problem is that everything's basically done over the internet. So if someone like, let's let's say Massachusetts, for example, bans loot boxes, the people in Massachusetts are just going to connect through a VPN to a server somewhere else in the country. They're just going to buy them anyway. Yeah, it's a deterrent and it might help some people, but for the most part, you would need a federal ban to stop this because if you remember... Companies exist to make money. The only thing that'll ever force... Uh, I don't want to say force them, but there there is a point where industries try to self-regulate and they try to get to a point where they can make as, most, as much money as humanly possible while at the same time being tolerated. Like, I won't even say, like, socially responsible. I'll just say tolerated by society. And once society's had enough and it becomes the laws, then they pull back. So they're just going to keep going until the government does something to stop it. And the question of is it does it have to be stopped right now? Should we let it go? If the stuff is cosmetic, does it really matter cuz you can choose just not to buy it? There's a lot of a lot of questions about this. And 
Where do I fall on it? I mean, I think loot boxes are bad. I think it's gambling. I I think if you want to maybe find a middle ground, you might uh, maybe some kind of thing where whoever owns the account, uh, like, for example, your PlayStation Network account, and they put their credit card on file, the names have to match, so you know this is an adult, not a child. If the game, If they don't match, maybe you need to get special permission in order to buy it. So, maybe that's a way around it. I, I, I mean, part of me says, you know, this is this is capitalism, baby. This is how it goes. This is their key to make money, and you don't have to buy it. But at the same time, yeah, and you don't have to make it look like this is digital crack. So, where's the line? Where's the acceptance versus ethics? Obviously, the ethics are gone. They're out the window. Government's not going to do anything to stop these people, especially in America, probably in other, most other countries as well. So they're just going to keep going, keep going until they milk every single nickel and dime. Uh, super dark, worst timeline is there's going to be like three new games a year, and they're going to expect you to play those games for 10 years like fucking Grand Theft Auto Five. That is a super dark uh, scenario, but it's possible. It's possible because... Why spend all this money and take all these gambles on existing IP or like new IPs and new franchises and all this new stuff when you could just use the addiction model and get people in on something they like and stop making everything else and just keep giving them that. So that's more stable. Subscription model is always a better and more stable business plan. So it is what it is. I mean, I don't I don't know what the answer is here. I'm just pontificating i just think loot boxes are on the general bad i think if they went away i might be mad because hut would take me longer but in the at the end i'd be like well this is probably spending a lot of lies i mean you could also make the argument that if someone's a gambling addict they're just going to go find it whether it's in hut or whether it's somewhere else because there's a bigger problem to solve maybe it's it's a tough topic but you know i'd love to hear what you guys think of it, a, a lot of people, I know Dr. Scientist, I know I'm speaking for him right now, but his opinion, from what I remember, is basically, you don't have to buy it. And if it's just a cosmetic change, who cares? If people want to spend the money, let them spend the money. Which I agree with, but at the same time, like I said, addiction model, ethics, problems. So, I would love to hear what all of you guys, and girls, and gals, and everybody out there thinks. Uh, you can send us an email uh time at gmail.com we would love to hear your write-up what your thoughts your ideas are you can also reach out to us on the socials at plotty time on instagram and twitter we love the mentions love it so reach out to us there for sure and if you want we would really appreciate if you went to our youtube channel like and subscribed out there that really helps us out and uh, allows us to keep doing this so thank you for listening really appreciate it don't ever trust dr scientists and i'll talk to you next time peace